Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. It is Tuesday, the 11th day of April, 2023. The return home drive eastbound on Interstate 10 from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Traffic's pretty heavy. A very strange weather occurrence going on right now in the Gulf of Mexico. What looks like a tropical storm is brewing. A low-level pressure system has formed in the Gulf of Mexico just off the Louisiana coast, and if this were June, we'd be calling it a tropical storm. But forecasters are reticent to do so right now, which is kind of scary, because, you know, the mainstream leftist, progressive, liberal, woke, climate change, nutjob media just would love the opportunity to say, see, the hurricanes are coming earlier in earlier in the calendar year. It's global warming, everybody. But they're not getting away with it because the characteristics of this low pressure system currently forming in the Gulf of Mexico is not tropical in nature. The South Louisiana Gulf Coast area and even over into the Mississippi Gulf Coast expects possibly 10 to 12 inches of rain and gusty winds, coastal flooding, and even some inland flooding is expected from this low pressure system in the Gulf of Mexico. So perusing through the headlines today, I looked around and I did find a couple of sites saying, a hurricane in the Gulf of Mexico in April? Here's what you need to know. The hype was there. The crisis mentality was there. But the facts just don't support the headline. No, this is not a tropical storm. No, this is not a hurricane. This is a simple springtime weather system, a low pressure system. It happens every single week. Somewhere in the country, there's a low pressure system. And with low pressure systems, when they meet with high pressure systems, the potential exists for storms. But don't let that stop the lamestream leftist media from trying to scare you with this latest crisis. Right now, they are doing anything and everything they can on the left to steer your attention away from the failings of your president, from the disaster that is the Biden-Harris administration. Jimmy Carter is still alive, and he is tap dancing, at least in his mind. He is tap dancing with joy and happiness, knowing that his death, which is just around the corner, I'm not trying to be mean, I'm not wishing it on the old guy, but I mean, he's up there in age and he's in very poor health. He's actually in home hospice care. He is tap dancing in his mind right now because he can go to his grave knowing for a fact that he is no longer considered the worst president in the nation's history, the worst president in his time, the worst president in a century. That honor now falls squarely upon the shoulders and in the diaper of Joe Biden. Joe Biden is now being faced with not only potential criminal charges stemming from his Biden crime family his involvement with his Biden crime family. Hopefully, we're praying, we're 
begging Steve Scalise and Kevin McCarthy, please use the power that you have as the leaders of the House of Representatives to call for the impeachment of Joe Biden, or at least an investigation into the myriad crimes that he is involved in. Please, Republican Party, listen, heed, heed my, my begging. Listen to the request of over one half of the United States citizens. Please do your job in the House of Representatives and represent we the people. We, the people who elected you. We, the people who expect you to do what it is we elected you to do, to lead, to pass laws, to do congressional investigations, just like the Democrats did against Donald Trump. We don't expect you to give Joe Biden a pass like Barack Hussein Obama got a pass, like Bill Clinton got a pass. It's really funny, my friends. The $130,000 supposed payment from Michael Cohen to a porn star, Ho Stormy Daniels, pales in comparison to the $860,000 payoff from Cigar Bill Clinton to Paula Jones. That happened in New York as well, I believe. Where is the investigation? Oh, the statute of limitations has passed on that. Funny. The statute of limitations has passed on Donald Trump's alleged, thank you for the ding, Donald Trump's alleged hush money payment that he didn't even make, but that's okay. You see, the mainstream leftist, progressive, liberal, woke media spends most of its time on a constant, continuous, 24-7 365 assault, witch hunt, stalking mission. Oh, Donald Trump spit out a sunflower seed shell on the sidewalk. Let's arrest him for littering. Oh, Donald Trump farted in an elevator. Let's call it Gasgate. Let's say that he used weapons of mass destruction in an elevator because he passed gas at 78 years old. Now, Joe Biden could be caught having butt sex with a four-year-old boy on the back of a goat in front of the Pope, and they, the media, would do absolutely nothing. No investigation, no reporting, no commentary, nothing to see here, folks. Move along, move along. That's the difference between the Democrats and the Republicans. The economic reckoning of Joe Biden is very close at hand. We have already seen two plus years of record, record inflation. Not just a little bit of inflation, no, not 3%, 4%, 8%, 6%, whatever. We saw 9 plus percent inflation for a large portion of Mr. Biden's term. The effects are still being felt over 6.4% right now compared to last year where it was 9 point something percent. You do the math, it's over 15% since Joe Biden 
took office. Every $100 you would have spent buying things under Donald Trump now costs you over $115. Every time you spend $1,000 under Donald Trump two years ago, you're now spending $1,150. You follow the math there? On a $10,000 purchase under Donald Trump two years ago, fast forward to today, under Joe Biden's pricing, you're looking at $11,500. On a $100,000 house that you could have bought under Donald Trump's administration, you're now paying $115,000. Do you see the effects of Joe Biden's economy? Things are starting to slow down. Companies are beginning to slow their hiring and beginning to lay people off. When people can't afford to buy the things that your company produces, they can't afford to go out and eat at your restaurant. Those companies, those restaurants have to lay off employees. You can't pay people if no one's buying the product or service that you offer. That's just simple economic 101. It's a high school class. Supply and demand. Joe Biden was instrumental in reducing supply when he was part of the whole COVID lockdown regime of the Democratic Party. Supply was canceled, demand went up, prices went up. That simple. People who normally had an extra, I don't know, $150 at the end of a month, no longer had that extra $150. They were spending it on things like excessively high gasoline and diesel prices. They were spending that extra money they had managed to save, not on the vacation they saved it for, but for the increased price of groceries, furniture, everything in their lives. The issue, my friends, is that Joe Biden and his team of economists, ancient Janet Yellen, Jerome Powell of the Federal Reserve, all of those people thought for some strange reason, let's not do anything. Let's just make it continue to go down the crappy road it is on. It'll get better. Inflation's just transitory, temporary, right? That of course, thank you for the ding. That of course turned out to be a lie. Inflation is still ongoing, well over six and a half percent this past month. And yet, you don't hear anything negative about that because it was Joe Biden's inflation. The media won't admit it's Joe Biden's inflation, but by God, if they report the inflation as it is actually happening, we have no choice but to blame that inflation on Joe Biden, where that inflation squarely lies. It's upon his shoulders, my friends. He and his policies have done this to you. He hasn't done anything for you. I want you to think now. That's right, think. For two years and three months now, Joe Biden has been your president. Is your life better or worse now than it was when Joe Biden put his feeble fingers upon the Holy Bible and lied claiming to make things better? when he lied and said he would swear under oath 
to protect and defend the United States of America? The answer, of course, is no. It is not better. Yes, you may have gotten a pay raise. You might have gotten a 3% pay raise. But when you take a 3% pay raise over the last two years and compare it with 15% inflation, you've actually taken a 12% pay cut. It means you worked for well over one month each of the last two years for free. One month each of the past two years you worked and didn't get paid. That's what a pay cut is. 12% pay cut. 1% cut per month since Joe Biden took office. Wow. Keep telling me why you think Joe Biden is a good president? Maybe it's foreign policy that has you all riled up in favor of Joe Biden. How about a disastrous withdrawal from the wonderful Afghanistan? That cost 13 members of our military their lives immediately, hundreds over time, and left hundreds of Americans and thousands of our supporters sitting behind enemy lines, victims of the disastrous Saigon-like withdrawal. Okay, maybe it's our relations with our neighbors to the north and the south. We have a major border crisis occurring in Canada and in Mexico. And it is Joe Biden's doing. Instead of hiring 87,000 new Border Patrol, ICE, and Customs and Border Protection people to protect our nation from foreign invaders, your president, Joe Biden, decided to hire 87,000 additional IRS agents. Now, we know it doesn't take 87,000 IRS agents to go after the top 1% of earners in the country that Joe Biden swears before God are not paying their fair share. You can do that with 100 new IRS agents. So how do you keep 87,000 IRS agents busy? These are new agents in addition to the ones we already have. Well, you send them after the upper middle class, the middle class, the working class. We got to pick up every penny we can. We got to justify the salaries of 87,000 additional IRS agents on top of the thousands and thousands and thousands we already have who wreck people's lives on a daily basis. My friends, if you're saying we're better off now under Joe Biden, thanks to his wonderful leadership on the Wuhan China novel coronavirus, you would also be dead wrong. Donald Trump, as we all know, was the president when the novel, never before seen, brand new, fresh coronavirus was unleashed thanks to the gain of function research conducted by Dr. Anthony Fucci and those wonderful folks at the Wuhan Institute of Virology with your tax dollars that were paid to that Wuhan Institute using your tax dollars under the Joe Biden Barack Hussein Obama administration. That's right. 
That happened on Obama Biden's watch. And for one year, when it was brand new, never before seen, we had no idea what it was, supposedly. The government told us, we don't know what it is. We're working on it. Fuji knew. Dr. Burks knew. All of those people involved in that gain-of-function research knew. And secretly, they sat behind closed doors laughing and wringing their little hands together going, this is how we get rid of Donald Trump. Sorry about the ringing noise, folks, but that's one of the dangers of doing the show from the front seat of the old F-250 with the cell phone in hand. What I was saying is, if you thought Joe Biden was a more effective leader on COVID, remember, he demonized Donald Trump saying that Donald Trump should not remain in power, should not remain president, because he is presiding over 220,000 COVID deaths in one year when the novel coronavirus was just that, brand new, never before seen. Now, for that entire year, Donald Trump and his team developed vaccines. We either agree with those vaccines or we don't. They were made available. Many people voluntarily took them because they knew that at least Donald Trump was trying to do something as the president. Operation Warp Speed got the vaccines to the public very quickly, but he was not mandating them. He was not requiring people to take them. Donald Trump thought, hey, your body, your choice. But you can only use that phrase if you're trying to murder babies in the womb. Sorry, my little bash on abortion. Donald Trump and his team, even with the so-called help of Dr. Fucci, made a vaccine available to the public. Whether it worked or not, irrelevant. And here we are, two years after Donald Trump leaves office, after two years of mandates by the Biden administration, people losing their jobs, their careers, their livelihoods, their ways of life, because the government started demanding that people take the jab. Here we are, two years later, and more people have died per year on Joe Biden's watch after his so-called leadership on the virus than Donald Trump's watch. More people died each year under Joe Biden's watch than had died on the year of Donald Trump's watch. Where is the mainstream media to report those facts? Where's the COVID, little COVID floating image in the backdrop of every newscast? Not there anymore. Where's the rolling COVID death count? They can't put that there because it would prove that on Donald Trump's watch, we had things well under control as compared to Joe Biden's watch, where now on Joe Biden's watch alone, well over one million people died of COVID. Okay, so he screwed the economy. 
The media ignores it, tries to blame Trump. He screws up COVID. The media tries to blame Trump, covers it up. The foreign policy disaster, the Afghan withdrawal. The media tries to blame Trump. The Biden administration screws it all up and they try to cover it up. What about the border? What about the 100,000 plus fentanyl deaths in one year under Joe Biden's watch? They actually had the audacity, the nerve, the unmitigated gall to try, (laughs) excuse me, (laughs) it's just so funny. They tried to blame that on Donald Trump. Donald Trump wanted to build a big, beautiful wall to keep out illegal immigrants and funnel those seeking lawful entry into the country through multiple ports of entry along that wall. Makes sense. You build a levee to keep the floodwaters out, and then if floodwaters happen to get into the area where the levee is, you have some floodgates that can open to let the water back out. That's what Donald Trump attempted to do. Build a big, beautiful, secure, high, impenetrable wall to funnel those legally seeking asylum into lawful points of entry. Joe Biden and the Democratic Party said no. And on day one of his administration, Joe Biden canceled the construction of that big, beautiful wall. And now we have the highest monthly running totals of illegal, criminal, law-breaking, trespassing, invading migrants in the history of the United States of America. Tell me again how Joe Biden is leading our nation to better times. Let's talk about crime for a moment. Joe Biden is the president currently presiding over the defund the police movement that the Democrats so desperately wanted. And now you have people in California, state representatives saying we should put the criminals in local neighborhoods because obviously sending them away to remote locations like San Quentin prison is not good for the criminal. And that crime is even worse, even though we're putting the criminals in jail. What this Democrat politician and what Mr. Biden and what his U.S. attorneys and his attorney general fail to admit and the media covers up and fails to report is that crime in our nation is probably at one of the highest levels in our nation's history. And that that is thanked Thank you to those wonderful Democrats out there who reduced bail to zero dollars in many cities, many states, who now think it's okay to rob, rape, murder, carjack, stab, shoot, unless of course, unless of course they can use a shooting by a white person to try and push their issue of gun control through the oh-so-important issue of taking legally-owned guns from law-abiding citizens and not doing a damn thing to remove guns from the hood, from the inner cities, 
from the urban areas where illegal ownership of guns, meaning criminals who do not have the right to own a gun anymore because they are felons, steal guns from law-abiding citizens and use those guns in the commissions of crimes. They want to take my gun away from me, the gun I use to protect myself from the criminal element, from those thugs in the inner cities who would seek to do me, my family, my property, my friends harm. You notice there's no push to get guns out of the inner cities. You don't see the Democrats on TV running a political campaign saying, we need to go into the inner cities and sweep them clean of illegal guns. No. They say if your son, Joe Bob Jr., wants to get a gun, he needs to go through hoops and jump through hoops and climb ladders and do background checks and this and that and the other to justify his right under the Second Amendment to keep and bear arms. That's what they want to see. But they never say, let's go into the hood. Let's go down on Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard in every major city and do a door-to-door sweep and gather people up on the streets and say, come here, you. Let's see your permit to have that gun that I just saw you tuck into your waist. You're going to jail and we're confiscating the gun. That would be racist. That would be targeted policing. That would be bigoted. That would be wrong. That would be racial profiling. That would be systemic racism. The Democrats' plan is to disarm the law-abiding citizens completely, rid you of your ability to protect and defend yourself, your property, your family, and then go on a shooting rampage against those other criminal elements later, perhaps. The Biden administration has done absolutely nothing positive for this country. But Steve Z, what about the price of gasoline has come down in the last year? It's come down in the last nine months, but it is still nowhere near as low as it was when Donald J. Trump was your president. Joe Biden was directly responsible for the highest recorded gasoline prices in our nation's history. The highest ever recorded diesel fuel prices in our nation's history. His economic plan, his energy plan caused that. Some places in California were approaching 10 dollars per gallon for unleaded fuel and the Democrat Party and the mainstream media failed to place the blame on Joe Biden who shut down our domestic energy production industry on his very first day in office very first day canceled the Keystone XL energy pipeline denied permits for exploration and drilling, shut down and lengthened the processes for obtaining permits, and then turned around and spent your money, your tax dollars, 
buying oil from our enemies, Venezuela and other countries. Then he drained our strategic petroleum reserve and stood there proudly claiming and proclaiming that that was a good thing somehow. It was a good thing that he drained our strategic petroleum reserve. Please explain. Because he sold it at a higher price than Donald Trump bought it, the fuel that goes into that strategic petroleum reserve? Is it because he made a profit on it and yet we're still in the midst of massive inflation and getting rid of that oil out of our strategic petroleum reserve did absolutely nothing to lower the price for you and me at the pump. And through whatever backroom deals the Democratic Party and the Biden administration made to sell that strategic petroleum oil reserve to our enemies in many cases, you suffer and I suffer as fuel prices continue to climb again prior to the busy summer travel season. Thank you, Joe Biden. Folks, I've run out of time for this afternoon rant, April 11th, 2023. Go out there and make it a great day. We'll see you next time. This is the Truth Hurts Program. Thank you for listening to the Truth Hurts Program. Opinions expressed are protected free speech under the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. I apologize if you are offended, but I retract nothing. Background music courtesy of Jason Shaw and Audio Nautics. Copyright 2023, the Truth Hurts Program Network. All rights reserved.